So praise God. Thank you for allowing me to take that little moment to share. And good morning. Um, afternoon. Good afternoon. So very interesting situation. I thought my meeting was next week and I had my flight booked for next weekend or this weekend coming. And Lindsay reaches out to me and says, wait a minute, your meeting is Monday. And I'm like, uh, no, wow, it is. So now I had to change my flight. And this was really, really interesting because I had to give up my first class seat and take a coach seat again, almost for the same price that I paid for the first class seat because I had to book it yesterday, right? So, well, actually the same price, which $25 is different. Anyway, what Steve Harvey said is right. Once you move and start setting yourself up there, it's a, it's a, you feel the difference when you have to go back and sit in the seat in the seat in front of me is touching my knees and the person next to me, his arm is, you know, we're fighting over the arm rest over who gets it. And it's a, you know, it's a silent fight, you know, it's no argument, it's no tension, but it's like, okay, so is mom going to go in the back? Wow, I'm going to go in the front. Well, I'm going to put my back. And you can see she was kind of turning. She was a kind of a thick woman and she was kind to, you know, so she couldn't necessarily squeeze into the seat. So she was trying to lean forward so I can lean back. So it's a whole different world. And I thought about the promotion of God. And I thought about, you know, God lifting us up. And God began to speak to me weeks ago, and I shared it with Lindsay and I shared it with Nellie, um, that the promotion of God, the promises of God are yea and amen, all of them. Scripture says all of them. So when God promotes us, we need to have faith in the expectation that we're not supposed to be sent back. Hmm. Well, sometimes, yeah, 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 yeah. We can choose to step back to prepare ourselves for a launch, but situations should not push us back. So there's a few things that I had to walk through in the season and time um, with the people around me, mainly my business partners, Lindsay and Nellie. Um, where is your stash? What do you mean? Where's your savings? What do you mean? Well, God prospered Egypt through Joseph by giving him a decree. And I need you to understand what I'm about to say here because what I'm about to teach you is very, very powerful. This is probably more like a vision builder's lesson than, a, a, but it, it's biblical and it's, it works out perfectly. Joseph had interpreted the man's dream, and the dream was there's going to be years of prosperity. And in those years of prosperity, you need to put it aside because then there will be seven years of lack. And in those seven years of lack, here's what he said. And I want you to listen close. Listen close. Listen close. You'll have your attention. He didn't say, save for a rainy day. He didn't say, save up for the seven years of lack, for in the seven years of lack, you'll be able to pay your bills. Your lights won't get cut off. They won't come take your camel away. You know, none of that. They will come and blow your candles out. Nothing's going to happen, right? Like that. It was save up 
for those years, listen to me, and what happened in those years. What happened in those years were because of his saving and because of what he put aside in the time of lack, his prosperity quadrupled and, and, and multiplied by 10 because people now had to come to him to buy from him what only he had. And he was able to sell what he had at an accelerated rate. And he cleaned up even more. He became even richer. See, people don't describe the story that way, but that's the biblical the definition of the story because of Joseph's management, because of him following Joseph's instruction and putting money aside, he wound up owning almost the whole world because everybody had to come to him and buy and trade on his rate because he had it. In the time where there is lack in the world, we're supposed to be in a place to be not only provision for those who lack but also grow as a result of it. The lack of preparation is what puts us in the place that when we lose a job or when this happens or that happens, now we have to live off of that and hope our bank account don't go dry until we get back to where we were again. That's not biblical. When God promotes you to a level, that level is supposed to be a level you launch from to the next level. And in the time of drought, in every situation in the Bible where there was time of drought, his people who were prepared seized those moments to allow God to show his glory to the next level. So the housing market right now is plenteous. But the interest rates are higher than they've been in a very, very long time. So what happened? One went up, one went down. So to the person who is poor, listen close to my, 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 what I'm about to say, to the person who hasn't prepared wisely is not a benefit that the housing market is becoming flooded. I'm about to teach you something here. I'm, you know, I got some scripture, but I'm just, just, if you'll be patient, just walk with me through this. Airbnb is being deemed illegal in several states. They've already shut it down in New York. You can't have that. And there's a couple of other states where they've made it illegal. So what happens to all those houses that those people bought to do Airbnb? Choking them. They're throwing them on the market. The market's becoming flooded with houses. But the interest rate is going up. So if you don't have cash or a good amount of money saved, you don't get the benefit from what's about to happen in the market because money costs too much. The preparation of God prepares you for waves. Even when you don't know it, he's still doing it. When I bought the properties that I own now and one I gave and one I'm trying to sell, let's keep this in mind. Those properties I bought during the crash. I didn't realize it and I didn't see what God is doing. But he tricked me into prosperity. Hallelujah. He fooled me into it because he had gives me this ability to see waves and jump on them and then to know when to jump off. I'm saying to you, this may not be a Sunday church message the way people perceive it, but it's still what you need to hear. Get your get your get your money ready. Get your stuff together. 
because those interest rates are going to drop once the banks get crushed and they're going to come running to the to, to the government saying, guys, we got too many properties sitting in this bank and we got to get rid of it. And it's not helping us that you're trying to make up for the for the pandemic by raising everybody's interest rates. That's what they're doing. They're trying to get that money back. So they're raising everybody's interest rates. OK, sooner or later, that's going to stop. It's going to stop. I'll say in the next two, three years, it's going to stop. And those interest rates are going to come down, but the properties are still going to be sitting on the market. You need to be ready then. Those of you saying, I want to get a house, you need to be stacking right now. Now, don't be saying, I want to buy me a house right now. This is not the time to do it. That's dumminess. The interest rates don't sit right. But it is time to put yourself together, a stash, do whatever you want to do, build your credit, get ready, because when the interest rates come down, and they will, the market is still going to be flooded with properties. And you have the opportunity to get in on them. How is that? What that could do, do with the word? I'm giving you godly counsel. Do what you want to do with it, okay? Here's what I'm saying. I'm seizing that moment because I sat before God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Okay. Trust in the Lord and you will be established. Believe in his prophets and so shall you prosper. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet receives the prophet's reward. I'm telling you what's going to happen and I'm telling you how it's going to happen. And I'm telling you, if you want to seize, everybody knows that is into business, not employees, but into business knows when the market is bad is the time to move. Everybody tried to get, get into crypto when it was at its peak. No, the time to get into crypto was when crypto wasn't nothing to nobody. Once it peaked, it wasn't worth much. And everybody who got in took a big loss because it crashed back down again. Now, if there's any chance that you ever want to get in that mess, I don't have nothing to do with it. The time to get in is probably again might be right now because it's going back down to nothing. I'm not trusting some, somebody else's made up currency at this point. This is where my heart is. I know, Lord, I'm everywhere, right? I'm trying to teach you guys how to prosper, right? I'm trying to teach you guys how to pay attention to the sign of the times. What are you talking about, Pastor? Well, Jesus said, you hypocrites, you can look at the clouds and say it's going to rain, and you can look at the, you know, the way the sun is sitting and say it's going to be sunny, yet you cannot discern the sign of the times, and he called them fools, foolish people. God wants us to be discerning in the avenues that he's flown in right now, some of us is going through some tough stuff right now. Okay. Okay. And how are you dealing with that? What are you preparing for? Here's my question to you. What is, am I, am I blessing you right now? Are, are you getting something you need? What is your expected outcome at the end of this journey or this pressure, this whatever it is you're going through? What is your expected end? Bible says, I know the way the Lord says, I know the, I know the plans I have for you, save the Lord, to give you a hope. And an expected end to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and an expected end. Who's expected end? His or yours? What are you expecting? Because that expected end is what you're reaching for and you're reaching toward. So, in a time like this, where there's financial this and there's people going through that and all these, okay, 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 what are we doing with the Lord so that He can use us at this moment? This opportunity is here. I know I'm speaking to some of you. I can see it in your face. I know it's speaking right to your spirit. This is not the word I had set up for today, but this is where we are and this is where I'm driving. 
the opportunity that God has put before us as people of God is to discern the sign of the times, move according to wisdom. It's a shame, right, that church folk, even from back in the day, missed the opportunities and the world got it. What are you talking about? Hmm, let's talk about it. You could talk about Bill Gates. You could talk about Steve Jobs. You talk about all the richest men in the world. And a lot of them don't even claim Christ or even know Christ. Yet they control the money, the richest man in the world. That's not in the Bible. Okay, okay, okay. So what was Pharaoh? And how come God had to give the word to Pharaoh so that Pharaoh wound up being the richest nation and then he took in Israel and took care of them? What's the difference between now and then? The difference is church is trying to be spiritual, but they're not seeking God for how do I take care of the next generation. Not just me, my family, and my kids. But when the world comes to me, I need you to understand this. Doesn't the scripture say the borrower is servant to the lender? Everybody's coming to Pharaoh for a loan, including Egypt, including Israel. They're coming to Pharaoh to live in his land. Did you know that? See, we skipped the stories. Remember the slavery thing? And the whole Moses story? Well, before the Moses story, they wound up slaves to Egypt, to Pharaoh, because during their famine, they went running to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh took them in through Joseph. Timelines. Pharaoh died off. New Pharaohs came in. New administrations came in. New people got voted into office. And they said, we don't care nothing about them. Who are they to us? Build that wall. Build that wall, right? Immediately, they put them in the place to make them slaves. Make them work for us. They're here draining up and eating up our resources and prospering on our ground. On our ground, take it from them and turn them into slaves. This is biblical. The house of God needs to rise up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'll just teach what you want me to teach today. Beyond beggars. And beyond need and necessity for Pharaoh to take care of us. We've been looking to Pharaoh all of our life to decide what we can have and what we can't have and what God can do for us and what he cannot. But the truth of the matter is we're supposed, the wealth of the sinners laid up for the just. We're supposed to be the providers. We're supposed to be the, the taking care of the nations. We're supposed to be the ones that have the resource to, to, to start this feeding program and take care of this situation and, 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 and adopt this nation. Why? Listen close. You listening? Because whoever people, church people say, I ain't about money. You're idiots. Idiots. Whoever watches this, you're idiots. The people who own the finances, you are, watch this, indebted to their God. You think I'm you think I'm lying? So why does the Bible say, watch this? Borrow a servant to the lender. And every time they went to these foreign countries, the whole thing that happened with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, what happened? You're in this nation, bow to our God or die. They don't do that in America. Oh, they don't? You can't say this. This is, this is homophobic. This is xenophobic. This is this kind of phobic. You can't say that. You can't talk about your God. You can't put pictures of stuff about God in your, on your job. You can't talk about your faith. You can't do any of that. 
because you're under Pharaoh's rule. It's Pharaoh's company. He owns it. You work for him. You depending for him for his paycheck, for your paycheck. So therefore, Pharaoh gets to tell you and to, to decree when the trumpet blows, you are to bow. And the church is bowing knee and hand and head every because they have no choice because they're under Pharaoh's rule. If you're a believer and you own a business and you have control, the people who work for you have to submit to your God and under your guidelines. Well, legally, you can't push it on them. No, you can't. But you can influence because you can be who you are the way you want to be in your company. And if they don't like it, they can quit. You can't force them. But the opportunity for them to hear about your God and your Christ is right there. You have the control and you have to say so. My God, I feel your spirit talking right now. I'm saying to the sleeping giant, we need to wake up right now. We need to stop treating money like it's evil and power like it's evil. It's evil when it's used for evil. But God is looking for men and women, just a few of us, who will rise up and say, Father, you said the wealth of the sin is laid up for me. Well, stop laying it up and bring it and show me how to use it right. Because not so I can have, well, now I'm going to buy cars and I'm going to have bling bling like the rappers. No, that's not what it's about. It's about you being in a position to represent God and God's goodness and set a tone in your company and your business and in your nation and the people around you. Imagine you have Solomon money and you serve God. People want to do deals with you. Well, I'm not going to invest in this kind of business, but I'm not investing in it. I don't believe in it. All around my neighborhood and everywhere I is going to be these kinds of businesses because this is what I want to invest in. Who's going to stop you? It's jobs. It's increase. It's success. And people want to be a part of success. I don't care what they say. God has called us to walk and represent him. I'm tired of being a second-class citizen for Jesus or third-class or fourth-class. Talking to somebody the other day, and um, I won't say their name, and they were saying, I want to be able to manage like you do in three or four or five different businesses, and I want to be able to do what you do. And I said, you can't do that if you don't have a team. It's not possible without a team. You can't have four or five different businesses if you run all of them. It's not possible. You have to have a team. And that team has to have your vision. In order to have your vision, then they have to believe like you believe because the house divided cannot stand. And you may have some employees, they may not be on the same page, but your team, your main people need to be all believers like you. And they need to believe in what you believe in and see. And they need to be people who can see vision and accept vision. So it's powerful when you're a leader with the faith of God in you and you can raise up under you people that believe God like you do and are available to learn your plan, your dream, because a house divided will not stand. It can't stand. It's important. Everybody that works with us, for the most part, I would say 90% of us are believers. And it's a beautiful thing. Um, those who are not, they get to see the example. So 
I'm saying this to you guys. It's time to get past God help me in my situation. It's time to get past God bless my pockets in my situation. There's a reason why we go from feast to famine. And that's because our dream is still too wrapped up around us and our own needs. I started looking for houses, one or two houses. The first house I was looking for, something I can live in. That deal fell through. Then I started looking at this building where I can have 30 apart, 33 apartments to, to 50 apartments for other people. And that deal is going swimmingly. And that's because the, the emphasis went off of me and my needs to God, how can I serve a people? Well, you want to live in my building? Well, there's guidelines to live in my building. I can't demand you be a Christian, but there's certain things you can't do in my building. Somebody came to me about renting the church or Webster Avenue. And the guy was selling me, selling me, selling me, selling me, selling me on a weed spot. And how much money I could make and how much they pay their bills and they're doing so good. You know, weed spots are doing real good right now. And especially with that basement. Wow, you know, you can have a storage down there and all the stuff. And he's talking about how much, you know, you can charge extra because it's a weed spot. And now it's legal in New York and weed spots are popping up everywhere. And I'm listening to him and I'm going, okay, from a business perspective, this makes a lot of sense. But then I say, okay, well, what's my heart saying? And you know why I can say that? Because it's my building. Got it? I can ask that question. Wait, but how do I feel about that in my spirit? Because it's my building. So when I spoke to the guy, I said, no. And because that's all you offered, I don't want to work with you. But thank you. Appreciate it. You need to be in a position of authority. You need to stop treating money like a God and chasing it. You need to stop looking for how you're going to make your needs met and find out what the bigger picture of God is. And this is where I'm bringing it home, right here, right now. We are not supposed to continually, we are not supposed to be in continuous submission to Pharaoh and asking him, when can we eat and what can we eat? We're supposed to be the head, not the tail, above only and not beneath. That's Deuteronomy 28. The borrower should be them and we should be the lender. And that's a goal for me. And that's part of my prayer. And I'm asking who's willing to join me. Because in this season and time, we need to make an impression for God. So I pray, Father, right now that you help us get the bigger picture. We get beyond our struggles and our concerns and our hurts and our pains and how it made me feel. And, all. and Father, what did you put us here for? We are facing lean times once again. Here we are as a nation. How do we benefit from that to your glory? Where is it that you want us right now? What is it that you want us to do? Change is coming. We want to be prepared. Teach us, Father, to flow in the opportunities as they are created in these lean times, in these droughts, in these situations, let us be wise as serpents, but gentle as doves. Let us see the forecast even before Wall Street sees it. And let us align ourselves in wisdom 
Father, you have been making me speak over us for, for years now. Wisdom, insight, understanding, knowledge of God, wisdom, insight, the ability to see inside where nobody else is seeing, understanding, knowing what to do with it, and the knowledge of God on how to handle it with peace, prosperity, and now patience and abundance. Right now, I released it over this group of people that our eyes are open, our ears are attentive. We know the flow of your Holy Spirit, and we are in line with it. We are in tune to you. Help us. So let us stop focus, help us stop focusing on our shortcomings and what we lack and what we don't have and what education we don't have and what connections we don't have and all this foolishness. We have the best connection there is to have, and that is the Holy Spirit in you. And you can open the doors that no man can shut. Your Bible says that. So right now, and in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, and we bless you, and we appreciate you, Lord, so much. And we know it is your desire, your desire, my God, your desire to have us walk in a way that's pleasing to you. From this point on, all your promises are yea and amen, and we stand in them. And we thank you. Endow each and every person here at the tone of my voice with boldness confidence, courage, clarity of heart and mind to walk in the place of greatness without stumbling or faltering. We thank you that it's ours to have and we receive it. In the name of our Savior, Jesus, we give you praise, honor, and glory. Only you, Lord, only you and bring this all to pass, and we accept it. And we thank you, we thank you, we thank you in Jesus' name. And the people of God say, say this with me, I am wise, endowed with power, insight, understanding, godly knowledge. I will not miss another opportunity. I will not look back and say again, boy, I wish I had known. For God, you have given us the insight to know and to see what's next and get involved in the godly timing and in the godly flow. From this day forward, I'm in tune with the move of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. God's blessings to you guys.